0: Right. And I think I think in a lot of ways, like friendship is kind of saying, like, I want to see the world through your eyes. And like, I want to experience this with you, even if we have different perspectives. I want to get to know what it is that you see and like what's around you. Yeah. So and that's always what I found with you.
1: This is See You Soon. Okay, Hi, guys, and welcome back to another episode of see you soon or welcome for the first time i'm glad to have you i am here with maybe the my favorite person on planet earth um my bestie rachel um guys rachel like we met last year as we both went into our freshman year of college so i guess actually like going on two years now um And I just remember, like, the first night we met, it was, like, my (laughs) first night at college. And I think going into, like, that experience, there's so much, like, uncertainty. Like, I don't know if this school is right for me. I don't know if, like, this major is right. I don't know if I'm going to find my friends, blah, blah, blah. And the first night, I was, like, I met these people, and I, like, wasn't sure if I was going to really be friends with them. And then later on in the night, I met Rachel. And, like, I remember going to bed that night and I just felt like so safe because like I had spent time you know with you that night and I remember just thinking like I don't know if this like I don't know if anything's gonna work out but I know I'm gonna be okay because I have Rachel and like I just knew that from the first night and so you have just been like since I met you such like a grounding force and a safe space for me and I don't know. So I just, I'm so grateful to have you in my life. I'm grateful to have you on this podcast. Um, so yeah, thank you for being here.
0: Well, you might have to cut out my actual sobbing noises in the back at that intro, <laughs> but yeah, as, as heartwarming as that story is, I feel like I could tell it a different way <laughs> in which Aiden and I recalled our first night that we had met like a few months later and I think we were talking about just making friends and like how to approach people and how like there's a way to give off a certain energy when you meet someone. And Eamon was like, oh, I knew from the minute that we met that like you were thirsting for my friendship, which (laughs) to be fair, incredibly true because when you see Eamon in person, it's like, Kind of meeting a celebrity, you're like, "Who is this boy?" And I want to be an integral part of his life until the end of his days, and that's definitely what happened to me. And I think, but you know, hearing it back, hearing it spun in the warm, rose-colored lens type of a way that you just spun it. Definitely, definitely pulls at the heartstrings.
1: I, I, wouldn't say that that is totally a representation <laughs> of what I said. I said that I knew you wanted to be my friend since like, and it's true because I remember we were sitting around in the circle playing uno and i was like oh we should play some music and you were like i feel like you would have a good taste in music and you touched my knee and i was like okay she wants to be my friend like but it wasn't like i you weren't like thirsty to be my friend <laughs> like i never said that um but yeah i think that like i don't know the way that you approached me like it totally i don't know it felt really genuine and it felt just like You know, just there was someone who was nice. And I think that, like, when you first get to these settings, people are, like, really putting on a performance of who they are, you know? And I just felt really refreshed by, like, the sincerity and the sweetness with which you, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like that's a really special memory for me. I feel bad if I represented it. Um,
0: No, no, because I always knew that, like, you and I knew it was going to be a good thing as soon as we met each other. It was just, I think that all, I and mean, this is also like a representation of our friendship is like we have these dynamics where we can be very sweet and like genuine with each other and highlight these like really like tangible moments in life where you just like remember it forever because it's so important. But also like we can clown each other, you know, for That's, days yeah. on end because I think a good friendship like always needs both. Yeah. Um. I think also that night I remember being very stressed as well because it's really scary. Like your first time, kind of like on your own in a sense. Because I think in high school, like you kind of know who you are based on people around you, and now you're like, okay, new setting, new people around me. And I think also doing that twice as a transfer, um, mm-hmm. I've become very like acquainted with that feeling, and. I think what you said was true. Like I definitely made a beeline to you and I definitely wear my heart on my sleeve. And I think that can be a really good thing, but it can also be difficult. So that's something I've been trying to learn is like how to protect myself a little bit more while still keeping that like kind of playful, like love for life and exuberance for the people around you. But I think in this case, like with my heart on my sleeve, you we're just like the right person. Like you were so immediately gentle and friendly with me. And then it like became this like really important relationship that I think definitely would not be the same person today without you. And I think it speaks miles. I'm sure we'll get into this later, but even though we're in different States we're in different countries for a long time too, like I still would consider you one of my best friends. And I think just like your presence, no matter where you are, has such a weight on my life. So weight in a good way, in a centering way. But
1: <laughs> I'm like constantly weighing you down. You have to take a bit of this dead weight. Um, like this
0: podcast was actually a good opportunity for me to bring some things up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is the last time we're speaking. Um,
0: <laughs> Will you see me soon after this? Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might have to change the name of the podcast. Um, no, so you briefly touched on this. You went to UVM for a year and then you transferred and now you've done a year at Cornell. So tell me about like the growth in having that first year at UVM to see how you like go about representing yourself and making friends as an adult for the first time. And then how that changed and evolved as you redid it at Cornell.
0: Right. Yeah. I think leaving high school, I felt like, I had no more lessons to learn, you know? Because, like, you go through high school and it's trials and tribulations, but also there's a lot of constants to it. And I think, like, my friends in high school, I was I was so close to, and I had been close to them for, like, so long that I was like, I know who I am, and I know, like, the people who I want to be friends with, and I know how to fit in social situations, which you can say if you've been in the same situation for so long. So I didn't really have any... I mean, obviously, I had those freshman year nerves, but moving in, I was like, oh, like it'll be fine. It'll all work out and I'll find my people, which I don't think is a bad way to look at it. But I also think it was slightly naive of me to just hmm. kind of be like, okay, like, this will be okay. This will be fine. And I think going to UVM um, and looking back at that first year, I changed so much throughout it. I think kind of redefining myself and figuring out who I am when I'm not just constantly being either like affirmed or defined by the people in my life, either with my parents or my close friends. So I think coming to Cornell, I was more aware of kind of the person that I am when I'm not just like completely safe and shielded. Mm-hmm. Um, so in many ways, I think that allowed me to make like some meaningful friendships here pretty soon. And also just in terms of settling into like campus here I think I was able to just I don't know like enter different engagements that I feel like I don't know I'm kind of talking on tangents right now but mm-hmm. basically I think every year you learn more about yourself and I think the first year of college is like you're getting thrown right into the pot like
1: right
0: there's a lot going on but
1: but yeah, yeah, you I mean, I think like for me, what I noticed was that I mean, I think we had a hard freshman year. Like I think like our class of freshmen had a difficult year because it was still pandemic-y, you know, um, and like it was hard to meet people because there was a lot of stuff locked down. But that being said, even like putting that stuff aside, I think that when I went and I visited you at Cornell last semester I saw that like you had just like I think realized to a greater extent what you're capable of I feel like you I mean I don't know we always joke that at UVM we like found each other and we're like okay we're good we don't like need anything else um and that was i mean i think that like it worked out right we had a good time but i think i saw you at cornell and you were like i'm doing this i'm doing this and i just feel like that you had this new sense of maybe like confidence or just ability to like embrace your situation so i'm wondering like if that was born out of um like the experience you had at UVM or if it came from transferring and being like, okay, this is now, like, I have to give this second start my all. Um, like, where do you think that came from for you?
0: Yeah. So I think going to Cornell, I was like, this is kind of a fresh start and I only have three years of college left, which felt kind of shocking to me because even though I had done, like, just done a year of school, I think, like you said, the pandemic made it really difficult for I feel like most people have just laid down roots, um, especially at u v m where I feel like things were pretty strict
1: mm-hmm.
0: also and so i was I think I was just scared I was scared of not having a place in the world and of not really yet yeah, not having any foundations like outside of like a few of my relationships like, with my family and with you and people from home. Like, I, I just, like, needed to have, like, a future that I could envision. So that kind of lit a fire for me. And I was, like, it's time to just really do what I want to do. Um, but I also could say the same thing about you. I feel like, obviously, I knew, like, how cool and amazing and awesome you were. But then to see you go and go abroad and, like, just all of the things that you were doing and... The lens through which you saw the world—I feel like I could see that through all like your platforms and also just things you would say or send to me—and it was just like really, really beautiful to see that for you, um, to see you kind of like take on the world. And I also feel like we've talked about this a little bit, but your like artistic abilities have really like blossomed a lot. I would say in these past few months, like you just seem so much more. Content and I guess like fulfilled with that aspect of your life, which I feel like I always knew was important for you, and I always saw that with you. But to see it happening like on this greater level is really awesome. And so, yeah, I think we can both say that, like last year was kind of kind of the pregame for I guess whatever's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, but the warm up.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's oh, that's very sweet of you. Yeah, I think like honestly we've kind of strayed from our topic of friendship but to get back to that like I sometimes think like I don't know how I would have gotten through it without you like that freshman year was so tricky and like but it was totally the moment at least for me like the moments that we shared that made it like that worth it and like had the most value for me you know
0: yeah no definitely without you I'm not exactly sure if I would have had the strength to, I mean, see it through that year or to transfer. I think both of those things, um, it was really, it was really necessary for me to have like a supportive person who I just knew like loved me and cared about me. Um, in a way that I feel like I haven't always found with that many people in the past. So to find that like, right off the bat and then to keep, fostering that throughout the year was really important but I mean yeah like all of the things we would do together were just like so simple too like it's not like we were going on these like crazy escapades or anything like that it was just like I could literally sit in a cardboard box with you and have the time of my life and I think enjoying those little things I mean I guess that's kind of like what everyone found during the pandemic but you and I like we would just go to get breakfast together and it'd be like the most anticipated event of the year for me (laughs) And I, I was. <laughs>
1: going, I, was <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god! I'm so excited to walk two miles at 8 a.m. in 10 degree weather to get coffee with Rachel."
0: <laughs> no, guys, I feel like Aiden and I thought we were, I don't know, in some kind of coming-of-age novel because we kind <laughs> of were. Like, we would listen to Taylor Swift, one oh. AirPod in each ear, and walk to get coffee and sit by the water. <laughs> And talk about poetry, or I mean, boys, or just things like that. And
1: like <laughs> buy flowers. And like, yeah, kind of annoying. Like, no wonder we only. Have-
0: no, if I saw us on the street, I'd be like, those people. Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> mm, they should see a therapist. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. Um, but okay, so tell us, Rachel, how do you make a friend when you're not doing it? In the UNO setting, how, like, what do you think is important to present to someone who you're trying to befriend, or, like, how do you get to situations where you meet people who you can find, like, a genuine connection with? Because we got so lucky. Like, literally, I was at that like, there are people from that first night that I'm still friends with, um, but a lot of those people, I don't even remember their name, TBH, you know, so.
0: right. Right. I think just kind of say fuck it and be, like, if you feel this, like, pull towards someone, either, like, because you just think they're really cool or they're super nice or whatever it may be, I think, well, here's what I do, but I don't know if this is, like, the best way to go about it, but (laughs) historically it has worked. Um, I think I'm just, like, happy. I'm just, like, trying to be nice and present that forward. Like, if I think that they have cool shoes, I'm, like love your shoes and then I'll probably say something like really dumb like I feel like I always use like really strange adjectives because I'm just like either nervous or like I don't know you know what I mean
1: yeah so just go
0: for it go for it and I think flattery can be kind of shallow sometimes but if you actually think that someone like someone's wearing is really cool then just say it or I'll even, like, I'll, like, be really weird with confidence I'll be, like, the way that your voice is, is, like, really awesome. Or, like, oh, that word you just used, like, love. Going to use it all the time now. Like, I think people like to be seen. They like to be known. And it's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a weird world out there. So I think if you can give someone that safety to be, like, whatever you're doing, like, it is enough. And, like, people are noticing. I think that they will catch on to that. And I've had a lot of experiences with that where I'm, like, oh my God, like those jeans, like where, need, like whatever. And they're like, uh, like, eh, and like don't really want to respond or like they just feel kind of taken aback. And right. For whatever reason that may be, like, I used to be super dogged down by that. Like, I'd be like, oh, like, well, I'm just a freak of nature. I can't talk to anyone. <laughs> but I think the right people are going to respond to you and like, right. are going to match the energy that you put out into the world, which is so cliche to say. But, but I, think, I think that it's just
1: true. And, like, I think that we are so scared of being judged, but it's, like, that person who's going to be your bestie, who's, like, your ride or die, like, they're not going to judge you. They're going to think it's funny, and they're going to be, like, building off that energy. And, like, so if you're if you're weird, like, your bestie's going to be weird, too. Like, that's how it's going to yeah. work, you know? So you shouldn't be scared I think to just be honest to yourself and like I think being able to just be like this is who I am and this is like an accurate representation of my personality and I'm giving that to you right off the bat like I'm going to be genuine and I'm going to be myself like I think that's really an attractive thing in finding someone that you want to spend time with like even if it's as a friend or as a relationship like that's how you really meet the people who are going to be meaningful to you you know
0: right and I think that right off the bat like you'll know if someone is meant to be in your life if they make you feel safe yeah. to be exactly like who you are and I feel like having like genuine conversations with someone when you're first meeting them it doesn't feel forced and you don't feel like you have to project or pretend to be someone else that's kind of like the signs that have always told me like this person could be really just a like really nice person to get to know. Yeah. And I think that's also another thing to look for in find is, like, someone who, like, you just are, like, so interested in their life and, like, what they're interested in and, I don't know, like, where they eat their lunch, like, things like that. Like, I'm kind of a freak with that. Like, I like to know, like, those ins and outs of people. And right. I think it's really sweet that, like, we can, I don't know, just to pick up on those things. and
1: Right. And I think, like, when someone actually cares, like, about the little things, that's just so so special because everyone is so into what they're doing and like I get it it's easy to get caught up in yourself but like if someone is willing to like actually pay attention to these little things that build up who you are and build up your life like that's really really a special thing to get to share with someone you know
0: right and I think I think in a lot of ways like friendship is kind of saying like I want to see the world through your eyes and like I want To experiences with you, even if we have different perspectives, I want to get to know what it is that you see and like, what's around you.
1: Yeah. So,
0: and that's always what I found with you. I think, like, especially through all your interests and like your artistic talent, like it made my life at UVM just like a lot more. I mean, romantic isn't the right word, but it kind of is. Like, we just romanticized everything. Like, whenever it rained, we acted like we were in a movie, and like whenever we were camping in the lean-to. And with freezing rain <laughs> for absolutely no reason. It just felt like the best adventure ever.
1: Yeah. No, I I agree. And I think that like I mean, I don't I don't think I even knew in the moment like how much of just like a safe space you were for me. But then like looking back, I was like, Oh, I there are very few people I can like be that that way with like truly unguarded, and I mean, I think, like we would just have these moments, and I would like be like i don't know we like i just we shared everything, and I think that's so lucky people are gonna think we were dating <laughs> it's
0: like, people did think we were dating on that campus either dating <laughs> or siblings
1: dating or siblings we're still unsure um so obviously now we live in different states and you guys might say vermont borders new york but you have not driven through the adirondacks <laughs> if you think that it is easy to get from one from burlington to ithaca it is not a simple task it's um you know Hercules couldn't have even done it they They said like um, they, something about that drive is actually a a rare and unique brand of hell um,
0: and you and I have done it one too many times
1: <laughs> one too many times um and I just yeah when when we went to visit our second semester of freshman year, we went to rachel's house um. in in upstate New York and we drove through the Adirondacks and I just remember thinking like what the hell like (laughs) how have we entered the twilight zone but anyways there's
0: just town after town of like post office chapel and that's it and then you go to the next one and it's never ending and it's never
1: ending and there's nowhere to get gas and there's all of these (laughs) weird turns and like you can't even see the sky because the trees are so thick and there's like birds cawing and like I don't know it was i i don't even know what that is but anyways so we are separated by a good amount of distance and you know it's been more these past couple of months but i think that we've managed to stay in touch pretty well so tell me about how you are able to like maintain these relationships with people who are now separated either by physical distance or circumstance or even if they're close by, you know, like how do you manage to upkeep those relationships?
0: Right. And I think this is a really interesting question, especially now with like phones and all these different ways to keep in contact with each other. And you and I were talking about this, how like if we didn't have phones and all I could do is send you like a carrier pigeon note, like I'm not, I mean, I know that we would be, Forever in love, but it makes it a lot more difficult. Um, but also, in a lot of ways, there's a lot of weird pressure now, too, because it's like, even though we're separate and we both have separate lives, like, not you and I per se, but with other people, who I feel like I've had like these more distant friendships with. It's like, I could always reach out to you if I wanted to, or like, right, like, if it's your birthday, like, I could send you a message, like, I could call you, but I feel like it's not always. And then when it doesn't happen, there's a lot of disappointment or resentment and things there along those lines. But um, I think the people who I have managed to stay in contact with, whether it be from high school or from UVM, were just people who like I felt such a strong connection with. I didn't feel like I had to talk to them all the time to know that they cared about me and that. Like, once I text you, it's, like, never weird to pick it up where we right. left off. There's no awkward, like, oh, like, oh, how are you? Like,
1: right. like, you
0: and I just get right down to it every time I call you.
1: And <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's unpack the latest emotional wound. <laughs> like let's get Literally,
0: into- no, I called Eamon <laughs> a few days ago, and we were, like, hi, hi. And then I immediately started getting into, like, <laughs> this, like, crazy stuff that's been happening. And I feel like he immediately understood and just, like, knew me so well that I didn't have to preface it. I didn't have to like sugarcoat anything like people who you can be vulnerable with and you know love you for who you are the distance doesn't matter because you know that no time could really change that mm-hmm. but i think also like if it does then learning to cope with that and learning to be mature and just say not everything means it has to last forever and not everything has to last forever for it to be super meaningful right in your life i
1: mean i think for me something that i lately have had a really hard time with is just like these people can just fall out of your life even if you don't do anything wrong and I feel like with friends nobody prepares you for that you know like you expect that people will die and you expect that relationship like you'll go through a breakup but with friends people don't say like you might really love this person and then you will stop being their friend and they their life won't be the most important thing to you anymore. but I think that at the same time, like wow, that's true. There's still, like, you will always share the that base level, of, like with the people who is really deep with, like you, like will always share this little connection, this whatever it is, you know, that comes from camping in a lean to or, you know, whatever, and. <laughs> So I think that like, while there is now, because everyone's moving and people aren't as centrally located in the same spot for their whole lives, like there's more of those losses that can happen. But I think there's also a lot of beauty in just knowing that someone is out there who loves you like unconditionally and you can always call them up and they'll make you laugh or smile or just feel a little better. Um, And there's also like a little bit of a home for you somewhere, you know, like I hope you know that wherever I am, you can show up at my doorstep at 2 a.m. and be like, this terrible thing just happened to me. And I'll be like, "Okay, let me make you a cookie and some tea and we'll get through it, you know.
0: No, when you were showing me your apartment for next year, I was like, okay, well, that's where I'm going to be sleeping and that's where we'll make the feta pasta and that's where we'll cry and I don't know, do whatever else. But yeah, I think that's really true about having a home with the people that you love no matter where they are. And I think it makes the world less scary because like, even though you were in Europe for so long and I was trying to figure out my life over here, I think I was like, Well, if Eamon can do it, if Eamon can go out into the world and make all these friends and go to pubs and, I don't know, just, like, live his life, then, like, there's hope for us yet. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I think that, like, it's so weird because I think that sometimes people overlook just how, like, incredibly important these friendships can be and like people are like oh like you'll find someone like a partner and you'll find them and you'll love them and then you'll be happy and I think we did make a little mistake last year we were like why are no boys talking to us <laughs> like um but I think like it doesn't even matter like every boy that I've ever hung out with has so far paled in comparison to you and <laughs> I think like I don't know. I think, I think that like your friends are really, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift says you are what you love, right? That's the last line in daylight, you guys. Good, good song, good album. Um, But, and I think that that's so true with your friends. Like people always say you are who you surround yourself with. And I think you have just, I've been so lucky that you have decided to stick around and I've been able to surround myself with you and all your amazingness you know and so
0: oh god fine i'll drive up to burlington I'll, Bye. I will. <laughs>
1: fine i'm making the bed right now <laughs> okay. um
0: no and i think that honestly i was talking to someone the other day about platonic soulmates mm-hmm. and how i believe so hardly in that and i think that obviously like, romantic relationships are so special and you know like a wonderful part of life but I think that your friends just know you in a way that the way that is just like so unique because they love you without any of like the romance or like the like physical appeal or things like that like right. they just love you for who you are and how you make them feel and the way that they can be when you're around them and I think also like to be able to provide that safe space for someone and to be able to say I am who I am and you are who you are and let's just be that together is like honestly the most important thing in life. And I think no matter what happens and no matter what happened at UVN, that's all I remember. It's just you and I going thrifting, you and I lying out on the lawn talking about life and the things we hope we wouldn't wish for and things we wish hadn't happened, but did. (laughs) And, and yeah, and looking back at freshman year, I remember just like, the best times with you and even the worst times are just funny because we just right. laughed about it
1: and we yeah and I think what you were saying was is really interestingly like, friend there's kind of like something about being a friend in a friendship it's like you are just choosing this person there's nothing really like you're not you know, having these aspects that make like a, um, there's no physical aspects like in a romantic relationship or it's not like a business relationship, but you're just saying, I just choose you for who you are. And I like embrace that and you, I'm going to make you feel safe because of who you are. And that's someone I want to surround myself with. And I think that like, what the heck, it's so amazing. Like what, I don't know. I think it's really special and you're right like even those bad moments that we shared like it's it's all good you know like we can No, laugh. and
0: you just know me better now like yeah. anytime yeah. I did something super dumb I'm just like well now even knows I have the capacity for it and you can keep <laughs> laughing about it Like,
1: and, and it would be okay and I remember one time like we were talking about who we would want to have dinner with like dead or alive and I said this writer Dolly Alderton read her memoir I made Rachel read it and I said I want to sit down with her and I want her to tell me that everything will be okay and you said like everything will be okay and I don't know just like hearing it from your from your voice it just gave me this clarity and I was like Rachel's so right you know (laughs) like I have my bestie and I have like I don't know, like it will be okay. And I think that it's your friends that make it okay, you know, and those people that are just there for you. Yeah.
0: And it's the people who you believe, like people who, when they say that to you, you're like, yeah, like it will, because I trust you so wholeheartedly that I trust that whatever you think about what's going to happen is going to be true. And I also think that, even you saying that you remember something that I said to you makes me feel like the most important person in the entire world. Because (laughs) if I could have even like a little, a little mark on your life, like that makes me feel like very worthwhile. And it makes me feel like I've been living my life, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, No, but tell us like, what do you think makes you a good friend or what do you think is most important in a friend and how do you like express that love that you have for these people?
0: I think what makes me a good friend is if I love you, then I love you. And it's no questions asked and it's pretty unconditional once we get to that point. Um, I think I'm patient with people who I love and I think that... I also am very observant, which Mm -hmm. to me, I think that's love to me, is knowing someone and letting them know that you love them. Right. I think that's just like, it's like the most simple thing in the world, but I feel like everyone just wants to be like held, like held in a good way in Mm -hmm. someone else's mind. So, Um, but yeah, just being there for someone and not judging them. I think it's really basic things, but I mean, just the bread and butter.
1: Just the bread and butter. (laughs) That is
0: work. (laughs) But just never yucking someone's yum, like never treading on anyone's passions or what they care about. And I think also not always challenging someone because when you know someone and like maybe they make a wrong step or maybe they act in a way where you kind of like if they just like need some like a space from you or like maybe they just need a break from socializing or something like that like not to be like oh well, like where were you like i needed you but instead to answer that with kind of like what can i do for you what can i how can i help you during this time and that's like a very like like a specific situation i'm not sure why that came to mind but
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah just just having some like grace for the other person i think and not always thinking about yourself and kind of talking about, like, how you're feeling or how they wronged you, but being more kind of, like, let's talk about us together, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I think you do that really well. I think you have always made me feel really seen, you know? And that's, like, yeah, that is the bread and butter of it, you know, you want someone who's, like, sees you and sees... At least can understand how you're perceiving the world. And even if they don't necessarily have that same perception, they're like, I can tell where you're coming from and I can see how you're feeling and I'm there for you. Yeah.
0: I was talking to my uncle a while back before I went to school, and he kind of was saying that in college, it's obviously important to, you know, work on your professional goals and work on like, academic things and figure out how you succeed in those arenas but he said something that I feel like has really stuck with me and he said college is kind of where you figure out how you want to live your life and the person that you want to be and obviously the people we are going to be and the people we're going to graduate as are going to change drastically throughout our lives but I think there is something to be said for that because like when you're here like you are your own person you're not connected to your family or you know any geographic ties it's just like the person you are and how you treat people that's what everyone is gonna kind of remember you by and I think right at, at school that's like what I've found to be the most important thing for me is just the people around me and yeah just just um, how yeah how we're all growing together which is so cheesy but what can I say
1: I mean the thing about it is like all of these cheesy things like they're repeated and put out there for a reason like because there's truth to it you know yeah I don't know like yeah it's cheesy but also it's really kind of sweet when you get down to what it is and I don't know
0: right and if you live your life constantly scared of being like a cliche or scared of being embarrassing like you're never going to do what you want to do and that's here's my thing about friendship actually that I just remembered I think that for me, perception scares me so much. Like, being on this big campus, I'm always worried. I'm like, well, who saw me doing that last night? And who remembers when I did this? Or who has heard about this from a different person but I don't even know? But, like, but then you talk to your friends, and like, the way that they perceive you isn't such a loving light that you have no choice but to love the life that you're living right. and the person you are. And, like, if, and I think that is, like, to be human means to be perceived and perceive other people right? And like to experience that and to interact. And if you're caught up in all these like fake surface level interactions, like you're not going to feel fulfilled. But when you spend time with people who genuinely are interested and care about you, and you have these good friendships, like your life is just going to be so much richer. And I think I've been super fortunate to have that because it's definitely not something I take for granted. But I think all this talk about how to be a good friend and how someone is a good friend to you is like, very simple but integral to creating a good life for yourself
1: right and I think what you were saying about like the way your friends perceive you also like the way they perceive your mistakes because it's so easy to be like oh my god I did this that's so embarrassing like how am I ever going to recover and then your friends are like no that's totally hilarious (laughs) or like that's you know kind of embarrassing but it happens and you'll be okay and I still love you and you're right like when people can give you like that little bit of clarity or even if it's not like, per- I don't know, even if they're perceiving you through a tinted lens of rose colored glasses, like they, you're right. That You don't have a choice, but to be like, okay, you know what? You guys are right. Like that was embarrassing, but I'm going to laugh about it. I'm going to yeah. have a table. Um,
0: no, I was acting horrendously, well, actually multiple times this semester, but I was talking to one of my friends and she was like, well, at least now, you know, and you've tried it and like, you are living a fruitful life. And right. I think that was a really cool way to spin it. Cause it's like, you know, you're not always going to be this like constant person. And I think to have mess ups or to do things that maybe are not so savory all the time, mm-hmm. like. It's what builds character and builds a life. So if I say builds a life one more time, then everyone who's listening to this has- is entitled to compensation.
1: <laughs> Literally. No, of course not. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all... Like, yeah. Just I think finding people who make it okay because if you try to do it by yourself, it's going to be... A little tricky to say the least, you know. (laughs) Life is not always very easy. Um so yeah, I don't know. Just you gotta surround yourself with those people who are gonna make it okay and just make sure you know that you will be okay. And
0: yeah, and just validate your friendship as well. I think that was something that was important about you and I too, is like I always knew that your friendship was important to me, but I think I also knew that like my friendship was important to you, right, and that's so crucial,
1: yeah, yeah, I think that is just because you need to know that the person like cares, right, otherwise right. what is it all for? I don't know, obviously, I wasn't very prepared, I had no questions, so that but that's all of my questions. Um so I don't know thank you for being here Rachel and I'll see you soon love you I'll see
0: you soon love you
1: too